This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a joke for you. How does a lawyer sleep? He lies on one side and then he lies on the other. Well, hopefully there will be no lying today as we are joined by everybody's favorite city supporting lawyer to discuss the breaking news from this week. It's Wednesday, February 8th. I'm Adam Booker. I'm Andrew Detmer. And this is the City Report Podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6. It's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3. Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Welcome back to the show, Andrew. I hope you liked my uh, my little joke there. I'm glad to see that you, uh, you're you just getting home from work, so you're still in the suit. So this is the perfect environment to have you on for some legal speak. Yeah, I, I mean, to be clear, and this is you being uh, from Portland, which is like the opposite of suit wearing. Uh, this is a uh, sports coat, not a suit. I, well... Anything as as a football journalist that works from home, anything more than my boxer briefs and a shirt is uh, is a suit to me. I mean, I was gonna say, I just assume you wear a cagoule at all times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, uh, we're glad to have you on. Obviously, most of our listeners, if not all of our listeners, will know your voice already from the many times you've been on the show talking about city. But unfortunately, um, unfortunately, and fortunately, we have you here to discuss the news on everybody's lips and everybody's minds at the moment. And that is the the news from Monday morning that city have been charged by the premier league with over a hundred um, breaches of the league's regulations. So as you are a lawyer, we're going to kind of uh, in an interview type style, we're going to, we're going to grill you with some questions on what things mean, what they mean for the future, what they mean for the present and, and some likely outcomes. Um, but first really briefly, do you want to just kind of, say what you do so that our listeners that might not know you um, can kind of understand why we have you on for this specific episode. 
Yeah, so I, uh, in my daily life, am a practicing attorney. Uh, that being said, this is not me providing legal advice or uh, representing my, you know, anything beyond just my kind of personal views of looking at things. And, you know, frankly, anyone who tries to tell you that they know how this case is going to shake out, uh, that's just lunacy. Um, you know, there's some really great commentators out there that do balanced coverage. Um, a lot are at the athletic, you know, there's been a lot of great other coverage out there, but there's just, you know, I'm just going to be explaining some things. Um, but the biggest thing and advice I can give everybody is what Kieran McGuire, who, if you don't know who he is, runs the price of football pod for the athletic, you know, commented saying essentially like social media is designed to basically be the worst possible way to talk about this information. Um, and so this is going to be, unfortunately, I think for a lot of city fans, a very long, slow process and largely a very boring one, unless you're a complete nerd like me. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I'm, it's always weird when uh, my day job mixes with my hobby of podcasting because I do this to be a creative outlet because I don't <laughs> often get to have one of those in my day job. And then it's like, oh, well, now just everything is bleeding together. Lovely. Yeah. Well, we're certainly glad that we have you. Um, my, my first question on this is not from a legal point of view, but just as a city supporter yourself, what was your initial reaction to the news on Monday morning? Yeah, so I kind of laughed just because... Like one, I woke up to it and I was like, obviously or it had happened a little bit before I woke up. So there was just nothing but like probably 500 messages across all my various apps of people being like, oh my gosh. Um, but then also I just chuckled because like literally I remember sitting in my office roughly, I mean, basically a week uh, from today, three years ago when the UEFA van came down and it was like towards the end of the day. And at that time, uh, and you know, OG ramblers will remember this episode. Kevin and I were like, yeah, we're going to do this, uh, episode. I, I can't remember if it was midfielder or, or striker transfer targets, like basically for the summer. And then at four 30 PM, roughly that comes down. And it's like, well, I guess we're talking about something else. And you know, that really was one of those, the first times like the main road ramble, like blew up. Because, hey, we were, I was able to talk about this and kind of help people parse through and understand it. And so I figured that this would be in my immediate future. But like <laughs> as a fan, I was just like, I'm not surprised. We've known this is hanging out there. And the type of information they're saying they're going to be looking into meant that it was probably going to be, if they did anything, a fairly serious action. Um, but frankly, like we still just there's a lot we don't know. Right. Well, let's let's get into what that information is. And before we do that, I do want to point out to our listeners that if you're looking for a bit more of an emotional city fan reaction episode to to this week's news, just go back one day in your feed. Uh, there's an episode from Monday uh, with me, Amos, and Alex, kind of talking through all this, our, our initial reactions and talking about what the future might hold. But it's more of an emotional fan's point of view. Today, we're going to get more into the nitty gritty and for us, uh, for us dummies, we're going to have uh, Andrew kind of break things down for us. So, so let's get into that. Um, first things first. What exactly have City been accused of here? Because I think there has been some misconceptions online, um, kind of comparing it to the the UEFA one, and we'll, we'll get into those comparisons later on. And you know, people saying, "Oh, it's you know transfer spending," and it's really not. It's a bit kind of uh, more complex things than that, isn't it? 
Yeah. So I think, you know, first of all, for example, there were screenshots going around with people saying like they're accusing city of not cutting the grass properly. Right. And I understand why people thought that. And part of the issue, and it lends to why this is so complex, is that we're talking about conduct for nine different seasons. So from 2009, 2010 season, all the way through the 2017, 2018 season. And it's my understanding that I think almost all of those seasons had a different Premier League handbook. So when they cite to a rule for a particular season, they are citing for it for that season. And it may not be the same thing. So, but broadly, these are all financial related to how City are supposed to disclose and that allegedly they did not disclose certain information or obfuscated it or just kind of misrepresented information. And so it falls in several buckets, but like the broadest is that, um, as the Premier League said, um, in particular with respect to its revenue, including sponsorship revenue, its related party, and its operating costs. So it kind of those three buckets are where everything falls for these charges. And so, you know, that has... And we don't know everything, but we can kind of like guess of some things based on the certain rules they're alleging are broken for specific years. So from 2009 to 2013, there's allegations that likely City were paying Roberto Mancini off of CFG's books via that consulting contract that he apparently had uh, with some club that he may not have been to. So like that, that's one. There are allegations that for 2015, 16, 17, 18, or sorry, 16, 17, and 17, 18, we broke rules on profit and sustainability. Um, now, where the UEFA part comes in is that City are also being charged for not complying with UEFA's regulations around club licensing and FFP in 2013, 14, and then 14, 15 to 17, 18. Um, so the Premier League has, have they cited UEFA in this? Have they said that is one of the things they're accusing the club of is, is not following these UEFA regulations or is that a separate matter? So what, essentially what they're trying to do, and this falls onto, under this kind of overarching policy that the Premier League is taking on this, which is that these rules are about honesty and you were not honest and the fact that you weren't honest with a different regulator still is a problem under our rules because you are a member right. of our league. And like by, by being a member of our, you know, you're a literal shareholder of the premier league. Like you are bringing us in disrepute, disrepute by the way that we allege that you acted. Um, I, th that's one of the fuzzier ones where I, I don't know that the premier league, like I look at it and like, can they actually, try to get you for something that uh, a court already said UEFA could not get them for. Um, so that that's one of many questions that people are going to assume there is a correct answer to that they know. And we just, we don't know that it's, it's similar to people saying that, Oh, there's no time limit on the Premier league bringing these forward. And I get why some people believe that. And it keeps being repeated but like as a lawyer, like that's just not there's not a thing where you can just forever go back and go after somebody for misconduct. Um, and the UK has like general statutes of limitations on the books for various activities. And so it it will that's another part that will be interesting as the panel that is 
supposedly going to be convened to oversee this for the Premier League and City, like they're probably going to have to hear arguments and wade through those issues. Right. And and that's kind of why <laughs> the fear from City fans is that this is going to be dragged out for a long, long, long time. Um, so that that's great. You're able to kind of lay out what some of the accusations are and just how severe are these? Because I think part of us, of us laymen not understanding what the charges are, it, it also, you know, stops us from understanding just how severe they are. So, um, you know, maybe in your professional history or in cases that you've studied, um, is this type of thing in, in, you know, let's call it city are a corporation. Is this type of thing in, in corporations? Um, is it frequent? Is this totally unprecedented? Of to your knowledge, has anything like this happened in football before? So, is are we talking, you know, kind of basic financial breaches, or are we talking really severe, unprecedented stuff? So, I don't want to pull a typical lawyer and say it depends, but it kind of depends on to what you're talking about and how we think through it. I don't think any individual charge is unprecedented in the sense that plenty of teams have been caught, including, I mean, so Leicester City broke FFP in the football league the season that they got promoted, and then they were fined for that basically at the same time that they won the Premier League, right? So teams violate rules like this all all the time. What is particularly, I don't want to say troubling in the extent that it, you know, my view that I view this as like, oh, City are definitely guilty or it's a problem, but troubling in the sense of why this could be a bigger, harsher deal is that we're talking about nine seasons of accounts that the Premier League is now saying City misrepresented and essentially like lied in the accounts and presented it. Why that is a problem is that City as a corporation have to file their audited financials every single year with the government. And those audits are conducted by trained professionals who are licensed to do this kind of work. And it's their job to make sure that city are complying. They review, you know, tons of, I mean, like thousands of documents just on like each aspect of city's operations. Right. And if you know an accountant who does that kind of work, like these things are intense. They work long hours. They take a really long time. They go through multiple rounds of revisions and the thing that make would make this, I don't want to say, like, s- small things like this can happen in corporations. Like, you you have, like, oh, they misrepresented this. and But, but like, to do it to this extent, either City have completely kept all of their auditors in the dark somehow, which, frankly, to me, would be a little bit surprising. Or the auditors were helping, like, make everything look prim and proper for the Premier League. And if that happened, then the best comparison to this is if, you know, some of our listeners will probably be too young and, you know, maybe they're overseas and they don't know, but Enron, um, the energy company that collapsed, one of the big things that helped them get along is that all of their audit work was done by one audit firm called Arthur Anderson. They were so reliant on Enron that when people at the audit company realized that the company that Enron was lying, they just didn't report it and basically helped perpetuate the lie. That audit company no longer exists. It used to be as big as the what are now known as the big four. It used to be the big five. And like it literally people went to jail. The company collapsed. Like 
if the Premier League are right that all of this has happened and they have ironclad proof of it, like there's a good chance that the Crown prosecutors will be taking a look at all of this and not just for the people at City, but kind of everyone involved in this. Right. So we've we've laid out what the accusations are. We've laid out how severe they are. What's the next step in the process now? Obviously, there's been you know all the talk of City and, and the whole case going to an independent commission. Um, you know, should they be found guilty by this commission? Can they go to Cass again? Can they go to, you know, the high court in England? What, what exactly are the potential steps and the next immediate step? Yeah. So as a private membership organization, the Premier League has set up its own structure for resolving these disputes. Um, and so this panel is essentially known as what it's known as like arbitration. It's an arbitration panel. So there'll be three independent individuals set in this panel, not unlike the cast panel that was convened in the UEFA case. They will sit like a normal trial court does, and they're going to hear all of the arguments about, you know, kind of as a matter of law, what does and doesn't apply. Are there statute of limitations? They'll weigh the admissibility of certain evidence. They will the you know determine whether a witness is credible or um, if a piece of evidence or witness is relevant to the topic that the party putting it forward wants to put on, and they're going to reach a decision. At that point, you know, people smarter than me have said that the Premier League has kind of foreclosed going to Cass. You know, maybe there's a way they get around that, but who knows? But they do. There is a right to appeal to a new panel. My understanding is that that panel would function like an appellate court, where they would not rehear all of the evidence they would basically be reviewing like was the proper procedure followed were there like gross violations or like was it egregious that they were ignoring a piece of evidence that should have been are you kind of the same way that things work in the actual court system now if you are hearing me say this and it sounds like it's going to take a very long time that's because it will take a very long time the type of evidence and information and witnesses that you are going to need from the Premier League side to prove nine years worth of fraudulent accounts, essentially, and then from City to push back against those accusations, that is going to take a very, I mean, like weeks, if not months of those three members of the panel sitting there with the lawyers for both sides, questioning witnesses, presenting information, not to mention all the things that need to happen before that in terms of deposing people, uh, collecting documents, exchanging information and briefs back and forth on issues. If the panel needs to make preliminary findings, I'll do that. Like this is going to take a, in my opinion, like I would imagine it's going to be years, which is not unprecedented because the QPR investigation into their financial, uh, issues, which were far less, uh, broad than what they're accusing here. Like that took years. So, I, anyone saying the panel could be like set up in the next month and start hearing things like, yeah, they might be set up in the next month to start initial hearings and issues on stuff, but we're a long way away from kind of getting any result in my opinion. So it might take months, uh, might take years. No, I'm not talking about city signing a left back. Um, so well, that'll just never happen. So, <laughs> so Let's say this goes to the, the independent commission and City are found guilty on every charge, which, you know, 
we've gotten a little bit of stick online today for some of our our questions and debates we've been bringing up. We're not implying guilt or innocence. We're just putting the questions out there. Um, let's say city are found guilty on all charges. What kind of punishment do you think that we're looking at here? Because obviously there's been certain ones mooted like relegation, points deductions, title stripping. Um, there's been a little bit of backtracking on on the kind of major ones. Um, and obviously, like you said, this is pretty unprecedented to have this level of this many breaches all in one go. Um, <clears throat> so we haven't really seen anything like this, but just from your professional opinion, how severe might the punishment be? Should it be found that city did commit all of these breaches? So the, the relevant rule here in the Premier League handbook is W51, W.51. So W.51 lays out all of the punishments that could be decided by the panel. Those go from a reprimand and fines to points deductions um, as far as even expulsion from the Premier League. I find it highly unlikely. Let me cut in here real quick because this word expulsion has been rattling around in my brain for a little bit. What's the difference between, and is there a difference between expulsion and relegation? Is it, does expulsion mean you can never return? Cause that's what, when I hear expulsion, I think my kid was expelled from school. I can never bring them to that school again. So I don't know the answer to that question. Frankly, I don't think the Premier League knows the answer to that question. The biggest takeaway from all of this is that, and when I talk about how in-depth and difficult and you know intricate this is going to be, the Premier League as a sports body is not set up to handle these issues. We see it in every sports league around the world that their processes are designed to deal with situations involving situations like on the field or like a team doesn't comply with a rule about like, oh, they... You know, they signed an 18-year-old they weren't supposed to, or they, you know, didn't uh, submit paperwork on time. Like, that's what this stuff is designed to do. These are much more difficult, broad, and frankly, like, shocking allegations they brought forward. And so the process is not particularly laid out. We don't have any precedent to, like, call on of, like, what they would do here. So I, I don't know what they would do. I I don't see how you could say, you know, you're never allowed to be in the top flight of England again when like to be sanctioned as the division one, like they have to be tied into the pyramid. Like it, that to me feels like that couldn't happen. It does feel like what that means is they could just forcibly relegate you is probably what it means. I frankly think that is highly unlikely to be what they do. I also think it's highly unlikely that any points reduction would be done in reverse or sorry and kind of like retroactively and stripping of titles because that really benefits no one and it doesn't really hurt city like we all still have the memories of them winning and then like it just that's not really a real punishment whereas if they actively started the season like 20 points in the red in the red like that's going to actually hurt city you know moving forward so on the flip side should you know they take it to this independent commission and it's proven, you know, irrefutably that that city were innocent and, you know, all of their their accounts are clean and the independent audits that were done on their account on, a, on an annual basis, you know, didn't uncover anything. And that's because there's nothing to uncover. Um, how damaging is this for the Premier League? Because this feels like a league that at the moment is at the peak of its powers from a marketing and PR 
standpoint. Um, this feels like to have a situation, look at Serie A and it's, it's going to be forever stained by Calciopoli with, with Juventus and, and other instances like that. This feels like the kind of thing that if you're most successful and dominant club of, of an era, um, has something come down on them like this, that's got to be really damaging for their brand. So they're, re- they're really putting their neck on the line here, aren't they? In a way, I think this is the Premier League trying to show that they take allegations like this seriously and they are not going to be like some of the other leagues around Europe where you have seen big clubs just kind of get away with any and everything while they mete out punishments to clubs further down the table. And I don't think that's, you know, if if I'm sitting at the Premier League and I'm their general counsel and we have even somewhat credible allegations that City have engaged in this, I th- I don't know how you do not move forward with this. Right. I think their I think their brand would be as damaged had they come out and said, "Hey, we looked into everything. We don't think there's anything here. See it." Because so many fans and other clubs would have been like, "Are you kidding? Like we we've seen the emails." I think for the Premier League, their process and thought here is we just need to run through this process and whatever happens happens. From City's perspective, their brand people don't really care what the outcome of this case is by and large for how they view the club. Like it, they either dislike city or they don't dislike city. So I don't think it really damages their brand in the long term. where like, they're going to have fans that turn away from them just because, Oh, they were accused of this and they go through the process. Like regardless of the outcome, I don't think a lot of minds are going to be changed here one way or the other. The biggest thing to me is that, if they do find City guilty, like that is going to be a hit for City and the Premier League in terms of how they are viewed on the global stage. And it is a massive brand with massive implications, not just for the city of Manchester, but like the country of England more broadly. Like there are economic implications here. The government is going to care. There are implications, like I said, for like legal and criminal action potentially based on what's found. Like there is a lot going on here. No one is going to come out of this smelling like sunshine and roses because if city are like if city are cleared they're not going to be found innocent they're just going to be found not guilty like as right. in they couldn't prove what it was and i think that that will be the premier league's biggest issue is i think there are a lot of things that they need to show to make these claims that they're going to have a hard time getting the evidence to show because of who it involves and it largely involves people that the premier league does not have any authority or control to like get information from or make show up. Right. And that's, that's an interesting way to look at it because, um, you know, me personally, and I know that there's other people out there that agree with this. I almost, and please take this with a pinch of salt. I almost want city to be punished in the sense that I want their, I want them to do the time and just move on from it because it almost feels like if city are found, as you said, not innocent, but not guilty. Um, the stain is always going to be there. It's always hanging over the head that the next title they win is, yeah, well, can we really trust that they won a title fair and square this time? And that's always going to be hanging over them. So um, feel free to come back at me as a, as a city fan here and not as a lawyer. Um, what, what, what do you think as a fan is kind of the best outcome here? So I reached the same conclusion, both as a, as a lawyer and as a, as a fan in the sense that like 
one, I think city statement that they like welcome this, like, no, you like, you don't welcome this. You wish this didn't happen. Like, this is a huge, like, like regardless of the outcome, this doesn't look good for you guys. You're not happy that this is happening, but I lean towards, you know, your point is like, I'm not saying that I want city to be punished, but for me, like, let's just get like we this process has to happen because it's been dragging on and dragging on and dragging on. And regardless of the outcome, like we will reach a point of finality and then we can all move on. All right, Andrew, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I know the listeners will as well, because we've been kind of dying to get something out there with a little bit more hard hitting information, not just kind of emotional reactions. Um, yeah, like I said, appreciate your time. We're going to wrap up there. And as, as I said, before we get out of here, go back and listen to Monday's episode with uh, me, Amos, and Alex discussing this more from a fan's point of view. Be on the lookout uh, tomorrow and Friday for you know some more football-related podcasts. Hopefully, we're going to start looking ahead to the Villa game and somehow try and, try and switch our minds um, back onto the field. So, Andrew, thank you for your time. We will speak to you soon. Cheers. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.